everyone. Welcome to Sit with the Plastics. I'm Catherine. And before we get started today, um, before I introduce our amazing guests and my co-host, I just would like to take a second to put this episode in its proper, I guess, temporal um, context. We're recording this episode on the evening of September 23rd, which is the same day that the Louisville Justice Department announced that Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove would not face charges for the murder of Breonna Taylor. And um, sometimes when we do these podcasts, you know, we release them much later because talking about soccer feels frivolous. But because we're going to be talking about St. Louis tonight and because so much of what is still happening started in Ferguson, um, I mean, I don't even know if that's the right thing to say. Maybe not started in Ferguson, but became part of the national awareness when Mike Brown was murdered in Ferguson. Um, I think it's important that we kind of just put out that that's what was going on in the world when we were recording this. And, and this was supposed to be a light and fun episode, and, and maybe it still will be. But um, I just thought we might be remiss if we didn't, you know, remind people to keep donating to bail funds, remind people to keep giving to mutual aid, to keep going to protests and keeping themselves and others safe when they're in the streets. And I just want to say to all of our Black Plastics friends and fellow fans that we love you. And um, as a white woman, I know that nothing that I say here is ever going to be enough. But we as the Plastics um, promise to keep fighting alongside you and keep dismantling the systems that keep serving these injustices to the Black community and, and all of our communities. So that was probably, hopefully, maybe the heaviest part of the episode. Um, and, and with that, we'll kind of get into it. Meredith, do you want to introduce yourself and our guests? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Meredith. Um, you know me as the co-founder of The Plastics. Um, and obviously, uh, if you've been following us for a while or follow myself or Catherine, you know that we are both originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, so tonight we have very special guests, um, our frenemies, uh, Malia and Karen from St. Louis. So uh, ladies, do you want to introduce yourself? Just, you know, name a little bit about you, pronouns, teams you support. Uh, hi, I'm Malia. Um, I am in the Lady Lilligans. Um, let's see. Born and raised in St. Louis. Um, I will fight you to the death if you talk bad about my city, even though I will also talk bad about my city. Um, let's see, teams I support. So we'll start with um, here. I am a Sporting Kansas City supporter um, oh. until <laughs> until St. Louis City <laughs> starts. <laughs> so um, yeah, I kind of and I I'm more so to to kind of preface all that. I'm actually more I follow players more than I follow teams itself so like Graham Zussi was one of my favorite players and I followed him to, to <laughs> sporting so and like and Tim Melia is one of my favorite so like sporting was just it made sense um but in the English Premier League I am an Aston Villa supporter in Bundesliga I am a Schalke supporter as well so but I mean I like all soccer like locally I also try to support as much soccer around here um, as I can. So, yeah. I'm Karen. Um, originally from St. Louis. I'm a St. Louis cliche, Catholic school, 13 years, went to Mizzou, traveled around the world. I've boomeranged, keep boomeranging back to St. Louis, as we tend to do. 
St. Louis FC, not a big MLS fan, but I guess I will be in a couple years. Big Liverpool fan, mainly. I'll watch any kind of soccer, though, so it doesn't really matter. You know, Malia was an honorary Liverpool supporter. Jovella came back up. And uh, (laughs) I I said all last year, going to all the Villa games, too. So, yeah, I'll watch any kind of soccer. So you kind of – you kind of – brought us to one of our questions, um, mentioning going to Catholic school. So we have to get the most St. Louis thing out of the way. And obviously the title of the episode, uh, everyone go around and name what high school you went to. Uh, I went to Bishop DeBerg, co-ed high school uh, in South City in St. Louis. Uh, I went there for the theater program. And because I wasn't allowed to go to the all-girls school of my choice, Rosati Kane, which I lived down the street from, because of a lesbian sex scandal in eighth grade. So I got shipped <laughs> off to the Cohen High School. Happy bi day of visibility. Hey, uh, yeah, I've been visibly bi for, you know, 16 years now. Hell yeah. Karen, where did you go to high school? Uh, I went to Incarnate Word, you know, in Normandy. Uh, I didn't really care. My mom's high school shut down when she was a junior, so I couldn't go to hers. Uh, I when I did the um, visit to Rosati, I thought it was really boring, so I skipped out on that. Had I realized that my aunt and my grandma went to Rosati, probably would have gone to Rosati, but ended up incarnate. It was, I loved it. I had fun. Malia? I went to Pattonville. Hey, Bill. So. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm a pirate through and through, so yeah. Love it. I used to party with a lot of punk rockers from Pattonville. Pattonville definitely had a lot of punk rockers. Oh, we had a we had an eclectic group. So yeah, it was great. <laughs> so this is the part where I reveal that I'm like actually not a true St. Louisan. I was born there. I went to Park City High School in Utah. Um, but uh, my mom was a, I know my mom was a St. Joe girl, and so you know whenever I get that question, they're like, oh. But where did your parents go to high school? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I was not raised in St. Louis like the rest of y'all, but, um, you know, St. Louis culture is in my blood. My entire family's hey. still there, and I've been you can bringing still claim it. Exactly. <laughs> I've been bringing shame to Tucker Boulevard since I was like 11 years old. Sorry, <laughs> Catherine is of the Tuckers, who the boulevard is named after. Catherine is like St. Louis. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've gotten that question out of the way, um, can I ask you guys how you know each other? Huh. Um. I, uh, I like I don't I even really know like I, I don't, don't even know how it how it the shift happened to becoming like best friends like the first year of like St. Louis FC I didn't really well leading up to the first year I didn't know anybody except Sean and I'd say the second year is kind of when we bonded I guess I don't even yeah. know I don't even know when we bonded I didn't know it just happened and like yeah. now you're just like my like I always so yeah because I don't even know if it was at FC game or at a USA game or just at the bar randomly. It could have started um, with uh, it could have started with the USA stuff, like maybe World Cup, maybe, maybe two thousand fourteen, maybe that sounds around right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> those are like the best friendships though the ones that you don't even necessarily remember the origin story it's just like one day we met each other and then the next day we were best friends and now you're stuck with both of us <laughs> Pretty much. yeah like 
uh, the first time that we traveled somewhere for the U.S. I think a U.S. game. I was like, I can travel with you. I know we can be best friends. Was it like, Kansas City? I think, think it was, it was Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> 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 I just remember, so Malia and I were in um, a little, like, hockey group I put together um, just of a few soccer fans that are also, you know, mega into hockey. Um, I think we obviously had Blackhawks represented. We had my Golden Knights. You know, Malia brought in the St. Louis, our friend Douglas, uh, Washington Capitals. So uh, I remember um, Karen was in the group too, and Malia was always, I was like, hey, do you guys want to Zoom for, you know, the Blues Golden <laughs> game? And, you know, Malia would be like, Karen, I will drive to your house and make you Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of like just some of the just the dynamic of friendships yeah. I have with my friends. I, so I, I mean, yeah. I did show up at her house one day. You did. And I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I have a mask for you." You're like, "Great." I go, "What are you doing right now?" Because I'm standing on your porch. <laughs> it was two. It was two p.m. and I was still in my pajamas, like straight up nightgown pajamas. That's 2024. Yeah, that's 100% 2020. <laughs> I was like, "Give me two minutes. I'll at least put like a shorts and a t-shirt." <laughs> So obviously, like, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys have definitely like gone back since the beginning of the club. Um, selfish, self-centered question, but um, what kind of brought the plastics to your attention? I found out from Mike, from Mike McHugh, because he was telling me, it was like, hey, you should check out this group because they do a lot of things that you guys have talked about and like are in line with. And you should check them out. And we're always looking for more groups to follow anyway. Because, I mean, there's really not, like, like towards teens, there wasn't really a lot that we had, like, people we had met because we were trying to, like, grow. Um, but then he was like, oh, talk to, you know, talk to the plastics. And I don't remember what post it was that you guys had, but it was, like, one of those things where I'm like, we need to follow them. We need to friend them. Like, we need mm. to become BFFs. Um, because this is everything that we love about soccer and being a female in soccer in the community and just yeah. in people in general. So, yeah, for me, it was Malia. I mean, you told me about it. I think as soon as you told me about it, I immediately like friended or followed you guys on Instagram with the lady Lilligan stuff. And then I think I went to Twitter with my personal, my personal Twitter stuff. So can you tell us more about Luligan Ladies and explain to our wonderful listeners um, how all, how you all are involved? Huh. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's like a lot of things. So one of the things, so we try to do like community, try to get a, some community-based things um, going on. I know that we, we kind of head up the, we do a short toy drive every year. So the American Outlaws also has a chapter here in St. Louis. Karen and I are both heavily involved with that group as well. Um, so we do, every year we do a Christmas, a joint Christmas party. So with the Luligans and the Outlaws. And um, usually the Luligan ladies, we kind of take charge of like organizing um, donations to like different organizations for like toys and stuff like that. I know that we, usually when we have events, we try to tie it to fundraising. Last year was our first annual um, Luligan lady uh, Christmas movie sleepover, um, and Hallmark, Hallmark movie. Hallmark movie. What Sorry, is this, Hallmark and movie. how do I get invited? <laughs> so, we like do that with our friend group. 
Chicago, like we do have Hallmark movie nights around Christmas time. So like, yeah, I think so many of us were watching it that we just decided to like make it like make it an event and like raise money and like we raised like four thousand dollars or something. Yeah, I think it was all like St. Louis two weeks or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We like rented an Airbnb, like it was straight up like yeah. sleepover. There was literally like eleven of us <laughs> in the house together, just kind of hanging out and eating and just chatting and you know all it many all drinks. Stuff, so this is the <laughs> dream. I think when like women supporters come together, it's like you know I don't know. It's like that we're willing to maybe embrace other hobbies and other things we like and enjoy, and you know that aspect of self care. But it's like when women supporters come together, it's like we think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. We do different stuff. You know, it's like yeah. homework slumber party. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. that's not something you would normally think is associated with soccer. But like right. we just think the idea is beautiful. Like, oh, so like every <laughs> like everybody can do a toy drive, but like yeah. you know, getting together like hanging with your friends and watching Hallmark movies like okay I mean and we were really joking about it too because everybody's right. like oh how many movies have you seen like I have an app on my iPad that literally like anytime I watch <laughs> any type of Hallmark yeah. movie I can go find it and check it off so like mm-hmm. I have like a running list so I think a few um, of us have that <laughs> yeah okay wait so what's your favorite oh my gosh <laughs> people have to know I don't even know they're they're all kind of so similar i don't even know i like the ones <laughs> with winnie from wonder years yes we um, need to link you we need to link you up with uh our our close friends dilly and rosie because <laughs> they're the ones behind the hallmark movie marathons and i feel like this could just like become like <laughs> like every week God. every week it's just like 40, <laughs> 40 people on a zoom <laughs> oh my god i would love that i oh mean our god. friend rosie's also a liverpool fan so she'll fit right in with- there you go yeah. um, it was, it was meant to be I also yeah. want to say to you that that's also just, you know, a really special idea because holidays can be hard for a lot of people too. You know, whether it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they've lost family or they're not close to their family or they live far away and can't afford to go home. So just like having that sort of like community thing around the holidays, that's like, that's also really, really special too. Mm-hmm. You guys rule, you make it so hard to like disavow St. Louis. I know. <laughs> Um, so one by one by one will make you all love st louis i love it all i don't know if i i can love that city but um let's get to talking about that a bit so um how did both of you get involved with um st louis fc like what's your personal origin story with the club i'm trying to remember who i want to say so one of the ticket guys originally when the club started pk was um at the bar and I think he was talking about some of the stuff for FC but I mean I was kind of already in the Luligans before before that like the Luligans started in 2010 and it was like a combination of different supporters groups so I was in it I actually was part of Laclede's um, army um, and then kind of dropped off because of work and school and all this other stuff so I didn't really join back up with them until we started hosting friendlies like us friendlies so then i started realizing that i'm like oh i already know these guys from way back when so i think like when i started it was just i decided i was going to buy three tickets i ended up gifting two of them to friends one of my best friends in particular because i knew that he wanted to go to games and he wanted to probably be in the drums and i'm like here i'm going to give you your first season of 
FC tickets or whatnot. So that's kind of how I started in it. I just, you know, I kind of melted into the, <laughs> into it. So. That's so sweet. I love that story about your friend. <laughs> so, it's yeah. easy just to melt into them. They're just so easy to like and want to be, be around, I guess. For me, like, so I'd, I'd moved back to St. Louis in 2013 and I met my like one of my best friends, Sean, who was part of the Luligans, maybe from the beginning, or I don't even really know. And by the time FC came around, he was like, he was like, here, here's, uh, you know, PK's number, like text him, call him, like get your season tickets, like get your season tickets, like pestered me like every day until I finally got my season tickets. And so the first like AGM and maybe the first one or two matches, like I didn't know anybody like at all. So I just kind of like followed him around and I tend to pick up friends fairly easily. So like they're very nice. Everyone's very nice and welcoming. And by the first Louisville trip, I was friends with everybody, but since I hadn't bought yep. my tickets, I didn't go. Cause when they were on sale, I didn't know anybody. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go on my own. And then I don't know what happened, and I just am now a part of one of us. All I'm just a part of like all soccer in St. Louis. I don't I don't even know. Like if you would have told me that, what seven years ago, I, I don't know what I would have said. You guys are such a welcoming group, and it's you know something I've noticed is definitely a St. Louis hater. Um, you know, it's like I'm from there, and it's it's one of those attitudes. Um, Catherine and I kind of joke about this regarding MLS. Like, yeah, it's a ridiculous league. Yeah, it's sort of trash. But that's my trash. And only I can, you know, disrespect right. my trash. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how I feel about St. Louis. Like, like, unless you live there or from there, like, keep St. Louis out of your mouth. Agreed. Um, 100%, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's like, I have my reasons for disliking the city and whatnot. But, like, you guys have always been such a welcoming, warm community. I mean, such, what the St. Lulians and Lulian ladies do in terms of charity work, you know, it's amazing. And I remember I was going to my uh, first away game ever, and it was the Open Cup last year. And, you know, I'm drinking Malort on the bus down from Chicago. <laughs> I, like, recorded this whole, like, <laughs> wrestling heel-type video where I'm just, like, cussing left and right, chugging Malort, being, like, fuck St. Louis. <laughs> and, like, you know, the St. Louisans account, like, was all about it and loved me. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of unless, rare. Yeah, unless you're, like, an out-and-out -out complete asshole. Like, yeah. like, unforgivable asshole. Like, well pretty much welcome anybody yeah and you know my thing was very much like oh the prodigal daughter is returning home at long last you know so it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't coming from a place of like malice or you know true hatred for st louis it was just kind of petty kind of bantery but you know that was my first experience with st Louisans, and i was like damn i'm talking all this shit and you guys are still like <laughs> come back soon. We want to party with you. Tailgate with us. So that's kind of how you guys got on my radar. And, um, you know, we were also gracious winners too. And you kicked our ass in the open cup, like, you know, very, like very humble, very appreciative. We don't, we don't win much. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it shocks yeah. us, you know, like, and, I mean, we're, that probably, was, we're just as shocked as you are. Yeah. I mean, that was really, I mean, that, that run was probably one of our like magical runs. So it was kind of cool, but like, 
you also note that like hey like you guys really did play a really good game so i think we also just really like soccer so if yeah. you guys play well you know we'll acknowledge it like i don't know or even being nice to you right now, Meredith, after everything. <laughs> I would have been like, your trash team came here and they lost on a field we weren't even supposed to be playing on. It was an away game for us, too. Right, it was, yeah. On a football field. We were in the parking lot. It's in the parking lot. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't bring alcohol in. My mom got her master's degree in library science at Lindenwood, and I just, like, was texting her wasted at, like, 3 p.m. Like, I'm at your alma mater. <laughs> like, please be careful. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I fell down. This is one of my, like, this is my only away day story. But I'm planning on going on more. But, you know, open cup. I'm chugging Malort out of the bottle because I'm a superhuman and I can do that show up, get wasted. I'm sitting on a rocky hill, chain smoking, as I do. Everyone around me, all the fire fans are like, Meredith, you shouldn't sit there. You shouldn't sit there. Like, this, this is going to end badly. <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. I'll be okay. Literally a minute later, I, like, lose my balance, and I am tumbling down this stiff, rocky, or steep, <laughs> rocky hill in, you know, on the Lindenwood campus. But like, luckily I've fallen many times before. So like I was, you know, protecting my head and, you know, I was bruised and sore for days, but, uh, you know, nothing was more bruised than my ego when I fell <laughs> down that hill in front of everyone. And then we lost and had to go home. And then in classic Chicago fire, like womp womp fashion, the bus breaks down right as it's, <laughs> it's about to get off the exit. On Lakeshore Drive at Belmont Avenue, it breaks down at like five in the morning, like as if the night was like it was a night. It was a night, um, but it was it was great, and you know it was also like walking around the stadium, even if it wasn't St. Louis FC Stadium. Just everyone was cool. No one was like, you know, being shitty about the fact that you know there's Chicago people there. But um, yeah, that was my introduction to, to St. Louis FC personally. So um, obviously, you know, St. Louis is historically known as one of the best soccer cities in America. What do you think makes St. Louis so special and unique when it comes to soccer? I guess you think of like communities and I, I always think about how like St. Louis is set up, like the neighborhoods and stuff like that. And we're so soccer oriented, I mean, there's no like none of our schools really they don't have football teams so like the next best thing to have is a soccer team is and that's like your number one sport so i mean kids just kind of grow up you know playing and it just kind of naturally gets into like oh these kids are going to play um and they're going to get the support they need and then they're going to get scholarships and stuff and then they're going to go to schools locally um so you see some students in the draft in like you know, the super draft or whatever. Um, and they're from St. Louis because they, you know, they went to like SLU. And like, I remember one year there was like six people that from SLU alone that, you know, and I'm like thinking we really needed an MLS team so that we can literally have our own team of just like homegrown <laughs> St. Louis players. Cause it's, it's almost like we could do that anyway. So Right? Like, all your discovery rights went to Kansas City. Yeah. And that's so right, many good yeah. players. That's yeah. so, I mean, like. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is because now we don't have one. 
but you know it's and it's so messed up how all of that is anyway i'm just like <sighs> like rights should be rights where they where they were exactly but whatever. you guys deserve josh Sargent. <laughs> So obviously, you know, U.S. soccer has the problem of um, the pay-to-play pay system and the way it's all it's all set up. Do either of you, you know, feel like that is something that happens in St. Louis or um, is it different in St. Louis and that, you know, and thus giving, you know, more more younger players an opportunity, you know, to actually get out there and play? I mean, I don't know that much about it, but I, I feel like we're very, like, definitely pay to play I mean I like soccer is like the only sport I actually didn't play growing up so like I don't know how I'm so into it right now maybe because I didn't play it but I know a ton of my friends and girls I went to high school with like were definitely in that select soccer situation so I yeah I don't know I don't see it being any different than anywhere else yeah yeah it's a depressing reality I mean like um, you know, Chicago is one of the most segregated cities. St. Louis is an incredibly segregated city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm sure that a lot of those opportunities just aren't there for kids who can't afford to play soccer. And We have some really great soccer high schools, but a lot of them are like the Catholic schools mm-hmm. too. So like, you know, you can't really afford some of those schools you can't really afford to get into either. So that's probably another avenue that's shut down for yeah. a lot of kids. Yeah, I mean, yet again, the American soccer system probably screwing out us, screwing us out of so many good players. So many, yeah. I would love to see. I, I would love to see more of like the inner city getting in the, into that, tapping into that because you see a lot more. The kids don't really want to play football. It's like, why wouldn't you try to tap into that area and like try to get some more soccer players? I think that's something, you know, not to skip ahead, because we'll be touching on this in a little bit. But, you know, that's something that, like, you know, just as MLS fans, even though we're, you know, in St. Louis, and, you know, we're not going to support, I'm definitely not supporting, you know, St. Louis City, (laughs) other than, you know, obviously supporting their existence, and, you know, supporting the rivalry that will inevitably happen. Um, You know, but I think it's important that um, the new club moving in, you know, takes heed of that and listens to supporters and does do outreach and, you know, gets on the ground, you know, in North St. Louis and, you know, in North County and, you know, really hits those areas and builds fields and adds programs because, you know, MLS clubs really do need to step up and like put their money where their mouth is. It's not just about donations. It's about giving kids soccer balls. Um, making sure fields aren't locked and they can be accessed by whoever wants to play. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, across the board when it comes to MLS clubs, but especially newer ones who are building from the ground up, that's mm-hmm. really, really, really important for them to, you know, take into consideration and actually do, you know, in, especially in a place like St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen a lot of good examples from um, Atlanta United, and I'd love to see another club push that forward and you know <laughs> well actually you know I don't want to be that like well actually devil's advocate person but um after talking to the um some of the leaders behind footy mob in Atlanta um Atlanta United has built a lot of of you know fields and whatnot for kids to play in but the issues are they're locked all the time oh I didn't so know they that. have these shiny beautiful fields but no one can play in them for whatever reason and the hours are all weird. So it's still being kept away from the communities that just want to play the beautiful game. That's completely fucked. 
That's yeah. good information to have though. Yeah, it's so it's about more than building the fields. It's about making the fields accessible and also mm -hmm. doing something as simple as, you know, providing kids with the equipment to play. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know they've talked about it, but that's talking. You know, we haven't really had Yeah. Who knows what's gonna yeah. happen in the next three, five, ten years. They're still sure. new and you know, who yeah. knows? Yeah. We all hope that they can do it right. But anyway, enough about them. Um, oh my God. You know, let's talk. <laughs> do we want to talk happy or do we want to talk sad? What do we want to do first? Let's get I sad mean, out of the way. Yeah, I was like, let's do sad first. <laughs> All right. So um, obviously, you know, anyone that's a U.S. soccer supporter or follows USL in any capacity or is from St. Louis, you know, uh, St. Louis – FC is going to be no more at the end of the season. How, how are you both feeling about it? So I'm going to start by, um, so I've got the game on, like, cause we're put, like, we're playing right now. And, uh, <laughs> like, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, I get a notification of a red card and I'm like, who got a red card? And I'm like, Sam Fink got a red card. And I'm like, he's <laughs> one of the sweetest players on the team. Like, what happened? <laughs> Um, we might we might be real sad in a few minutes. <laughs> are, oh my God! Did they score? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay, not oh, yet. Okay. Oh, <laughs> not yet. This is gonna happen. I'm uh, leaving all of this in. <laughs> Stop it. Um, okay, so I am like I'm sad because literally that's like the past like six years. Like literally, it's like so many seasons and so many memories. And, like, so many people, because, like, I follow, like I said, I follow players. So, like, there's a lot of players that I've become friends with that I literally still follow. So, like, I have all these, like, account, Twitter accounts that I follow. And, like, I realize that I still follow, like, players on their own Twitter account. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll get a random, like, tweet from somebody. And I'm like, why am I getting this tweet? And I go, oh, right, because they used to play for us and it's still on it's still fun um you know I I kind of I kind of saw it coming I was thinking I'm like with um how they wanted to do things and I'm like the ownership is different so I haven't listened to all of the because we have a podcast this is silly and they talked with Jim Kavanaugh about everything like right after it happened like from what my understanding is it just it didn't fit um, can you quickly explain uh jim cavanaugh to to people that may so not be familiar he is one of the owners of st louis football club um and he's also the minority owner um with the uh, with st louis city sc um so and he's been in i mean he communicates with the group or whatever he's really good about it and um so yeah i mean i'm just kind of we're winding down the days i know that right now we're kind of fighting St. Louis County because we can't go see our team play. Um, but I told people, I go, I'm going to stand in the street by the park and watch the game with a sign that just says, you can't find the team because the team is no longer there. I'm like, <laughs> and everybody was like, that's really sad. And I'm like, well, it's the truth. So what are they, I mean, they can't find the team because I'm standing there and I'm like, you won't let us see our team. Like this is the last season. Like today is the last away game ever, you know, and uh, we have a small contingent of fans up there. Um, I noticed Michael, uh, Michael, who's also a close yeah. friend of mine, and 
you know, he takes the plastics and our mission very seriously and definitely like, you know, looped me in to, you know, the Lulian lady's existence and, you know, kind of how I met the two of you and other women like Sarah. Um, you know, he, I saw pictures of him there with his family and yeah. the flag displays. So, yeah. you know, I can only imagine how emotional, you know, yeah. just people there are feeling. I probably would have cried. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I probably yeah. would have sat there and, uh, and, and cried probably the whole entire time thinking like, <laughs> you know, and I mean, one of, and one of the guys that used to play on our team plays for Indy. So, and I was joking with him, like, I hope you do well this season, except for when you play us. So, like, <laughs> so, to, to the bitter end. <laughs> I, can, I can say, like, I, I identify as a USL slut. Like, I love most uh, USL teams, except for Reno, because they support racist uh, supporters groups and won't do anything about them. But, um, you know, I support all USL teams. I can't pick one, but I will say that um, I think I speak for the plastics when, you know, I, I will say that we are all pushing for as many St. Louis FC wins as possible, you know, in the remainder of the season. Absolutely. But, um, Karen, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on, you know, the team being no uh, more, the process leading up to that? Yeah, I, I guess I... I... I'm more pessimistic, I think, than a lot of people were. I kind of felt it was coming, even though they kind of were like, oh, like, they'll include St. Louis FC. I don't know. I just, I, I just never really got behind that. Um, I am sad since I've made, like, some, you know, Malia and our other friend Mandy, like, I've made, like, sisters, like, best friends. Like, Sarah, like, Sarah and I went out of the country together in February, like, I've met women who have taught me what female friendships are actually supposed to be like, you know, like, you know, lifting you up or being the person that knows more about me than anybody else. So that part I'm sad about, um, not having any soccer to go to in person. Uh, and we have other teams around St. Louis that I'll, I'll have to check out, but you know, St. Louis FC was like my first local soccer experience for the last you know six years. So I'm sad about that. Yeah, I Karen, think you jinxed us. I know. Oh, I no. saw it. <laughs> oh, we I really jinxed us. Are you kidding me? You knew that was gonna happen. We're we're really getting the the sad parts out of the way for sure. <laughs> you know, so we'll get on to the more happy after this. Um, I want to thank you both for you know sharing your feelings. I know it's not easy to talk about, mm -hmm. and you know, I know that it's gonna hurt for a very long time. But I am happy that all of you have, like, forged these friendships and these relationships and connections together. And, like, that will always outlive, you know, yeah. any club. Community, you know, I always say community over club. Mm -hmm. Community over club. But um, selfishly, uh, so tonight, the Chicago Fire, right now, currently, because I'm... I am the uh, I am the bimbo who scheduled this podcast smack in the middle of St. Louis FC and Chicago Fire both playing. Um, the only one who's off the hook here is Catherine. So, uh, unless we, we go another hour, <laughs> we, so we put together um, you know the plastics in Chicago with you know the permission of obviously the rest of the mods throughout the country. Um, we built a, a TIFO with the help of the front office, you know, that has our anti-fascist logo on it with the lips. 
And it also says, you know, always, always proud, always fire, always Chicago, and then Black Lives Matter at the bottom. Nice. And the Chicago Fire have scored three goals now. I'm not even trying to gloat. I'm not trying to even <laughs> on St. Louis. This is not what it's about. It's bigger than that. Um, yeah, it was amazing seeing our giant banner that, you know, represents even more than Chicago. It represents our whole community, um, you know, just in the background of the fire actually scoring goals. Like, I just had to take a minute to um, celebrate that because it's it's huge. It's not just about Chicago and supporting the fire because not all plastic supporters are fire supporters, but it's like this is our first big display, you know, since the plastics have existed. And it does represent all of us, you know, from St. Louis, Chicago to LA to New York, you know, it's all of us in that stadium right there. Oh, man, you did. Mm. Wow, so, you left yeah. out Salt Lake. Salt I guess Salt I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got another red card. So we're down two men now. Wait, how did we get another red card? Yep, I'm going to turn it off. Sorry. I need to light a, can- <laughs> I need to light a candle for St. Louis. Everyone's lighting a candle. I mean, really, by the time you listen to this, but like thoughts and prayers. We may need to rename this episode, Where Did This Go to High School? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So, obviously, red cards, unhappy memories. But let's talk, you know, obviously, there's going to be so many. And, you know, feel free, like, don't hold back. Tell us as many as you want. You know, it's, I'm going to get all cheesy and sentimental, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, the club eventually will be no more. The oral history of the people that were there and supported this club and loved this club that needs to be told and that needs to be heard. So, you know, just share some of your favorite memories about being a part of St. Louis FC or being, you know, part of the Lillian ladies or the St. Lillians. Like what are, when you think about your involvement in that, you know, what, what makes you proud of all of those memories and experiences? I don't, I don't do anything, remember? So. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't do anything. She just stands in a corner and watches people do stuff. Ah, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, that was like a running joke. Um, every time. <laughs> it's all Sarah's like, fault. So Karen usually volunteers and does a lot of stuff with the TIFO. So, like, they'll be painting and stuff. So, when they take these pictures, it's always Karen, like, off Sarah, to the side. Sarah taking the pictures. <laughs> so she's always taking these pictures, and Karen's, like, off to the side. But, like, she's just waiting <laughs> on, like, other things. To, she's done stuff. So, everybody just jokes and says, oh, yeah, Karen doesn't do anything. She just stands there. So, yeah. Um, I don't, you know, there's so many things. I think one of the biggest things for us um, and it's going to continue doing is our community is our community efforts. I know like one of the biggest things I like every year that I look forward to was that we have our AO St. Louisans charity soccer game. Uh-huh. And it's probably the most ridiculous thing that you'll ever see because none of us really play soccer. Um, <laughs> like, you know, regularly, I should say, but it's always a good time because we always just drink and we play soccer um, and raise a whole bunch of money for the St. Louis Food Bank. Um, I know the, I want to say the first year was out at, um, in Collinsville, because I want to say that's where St. Louis Lions played. Um, and then the second year, we had it at Soccer Park. The third year, the park was flooded. I want to say that was when we had the flood. Um, 
so we couldn't do it then. That's um, so St. Louis. Yeah, <laughs> and I think didn't the park flood twice, or was it just the big one? That it flooded? flooded twice, but not like yeah. in January. Yeah, um, and then we had a, but there was one where it was like, oh, we raised like, we have like we did like 500 meals we're like oh that's great can we top that next year mm -hmm. and then we ended up doing like i think we ended up raising like we did like 52,000 meals <laughs> like it wasn't a ridiculous amount of money and mm -hmm. i'm just like you know i really love our group because we just keep doing this and like people will donate food and stuff and we just keep filling trash cans of like mm -hmm. barrels and barrels of food and it's i mean it's just great and i know that that's something that's we're gonna try to continue um yeah to do you know and i mean i love our front office as well the biggest thing that set off all of our charity stuff yeah was the pizza gate oh my gosh pizza yeah. gate was louisville and then we <laughs> i don't even remember how that started but oh my gosh that was like uh, we uh, raised so much money and then that is just that is what has started so, us okay. every year trying to best ourselves i think i think how that started is there was some like rumor about like how the much the players had gotten like the food like they mm -hmm. had gotten cold food or something like that after a game to eat when we were at louisville they tried to say that that wasn't a thing so like it just became this thing back and forth in our little rivalry it was like okay well we're gonna you know we're gonna start raising money and it's gonna be for pizzagate so like louisville had their had their charity that they were doing <laughs> we had ours and I mean, it was just like us going, hey, who wants to donate, you know? And when we did that, we ended up having like a lot of the, the team sponsors yeah. donate money. Right. Um, then we also did a, so like if you donated, you had different levels of donations. So like if you donated $100, you got to be on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. And you could talk, literally they were like, you could talk about whatever you wanted to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember like not wanting to talk a lot on the podcast because I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, right. I'm like I'm new here. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so, and I mean, it just kind of, you know, started and Louisville's probably one of the, like, they're our biggest rival. And like, they're also, I mean, they're frenemies, true and true. Like, mm -hmm. they ha always have people come um and you know like they always have at least like 50 people coming in um we always have people going there and it's just kind of like the banter back and forth is not something that you're gonna see anywhere because it literally is true banter true friendships yeah. um <laughs> there was one 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 match louisville uh, one of the guys got drunk and he ended up I was just up. thinking about him <laughs> underneath one of the table one of the tailgate tables and then the next time when we were there at their stadium during halftime he came over and he did his rendition of him passing out <laughs> and he passed out underneath one of the bleachers or whatever and I mean they always said there was a group of them that always do halftime hugs so like that became a thing so we always were like halftime hugs you know, we'd kind of like, you know, chummy or whatever. And then like, we'd go back, you know, we'd kick off starting again. We'd go back and like hate each other for, you know, another 45 minutes plus stoppage. And then like at the end of the game, you know, we're really, we're really good about it. So, um, yeah. I love yeah. that. 
Yeah. I, like, I absolutely love every single story you've told so far. <laughs> I didn't know there was a good version of Pizzagate. <laughs> uh, for anyone listening, um, it's something I've been personally trying to do. Like, I'm a broke-ass bitch, but, you know, I still have 5 to $10, you know, at any time to give. But, um, you know, it's really important if you're going to support any initiatives that soccer supporters groups are doing. You know, the St. Lulians are kind of at the end of an era. So, you know, whenever you see them tweet on the timeline that they're raising money, it's like, let's show them some love outside of St. Louis. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's let this SG go out with a bang. So if you see it come across your timeline or you see the plastics or, you know, any of the plastics mods retweet, you know, St. Luligan's charity initiatives, like, please donate, you know, just cost a coffee or whatever you can, or at least amplify mm-hmm. it if you can. Like, yeah, our, our last two, what we raised like what eight thousand dollars yeah just from having <laughs> having them be at the park like doing a facebook live yeah. I, I think it's almost eight thousand dollars just from online yeah online, online donations I, I think that the ridiculous thing though is that like the when they started doing that they're like all right let's take pledges the prop so bets they, oh my god i so <laughs> it, was, it was just so much money pledge after pledge and I mean, <laughs> like it and since there's no fans, like, you can hear everything. And I just remember in my donation, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give, like, another $10 for, like, Devin and Mike having to apologize for all the cussing because, like, there's <laughs> nobody there to max the cussing from the players. So, like, you just hear all of these F-bombs coming off the bench when somebody doesn't go right. So, um, and then we also had one of our um, – our one of our uh, drummers on the podcast and he was like sent he goes send in your money and he goes and I'll yell whatever you want me to yell like <laughs> so people I mean people in this and Zach's pretty loud so like people were just you know and he taunt like he'll pick a player and he'll just taunt a player <laughs> there's one guy that literally for one of the see one of the games before we we got kicked out um he was just like like saying, he goes, yeah, he goes, you're going to be at Christmas dinner and like, you're going to remember me yelling about how bad when you're 50, when you're 50, <laughs> when you're 50 and all this stuff. And it's just like, but he kept calling him by the wrong name. <laughs> he just kept, he was like, Jacob, Jacob. And his name's not Jacob. So like, but everybody knew who he was talking about. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! It was so great. Like, uh, <laughs> I in case was... anyone needed to know where, like, Catherine and I got a lot of our pettiness. Clearly, the origin <laughs> Lewis. Like, hello. Oh yeah. I'm a... <laughs> oh, yeah. Karen, what's what are some what are some like memories you know that stand out to you that you're always just gonna like think back on and weep a little before? Oh man, just any. No matter how terrible any away game was, like last year going to Nashville was my first away win I've ever seen after, what, it's like five years, I finally saw an away win. But I remember when I finally get to go to the back of the bus with like Mitch and Brad and Sarah, like the cool kids, <laughs> and just get drunk and make fun of everybody else. <laughs> I think last year, the year, no, the year before, the wind, do you remember that, Malia? Remember, like, all of a sudden this wind came? I think, was that Chicago, too? I think so. I think it was another Chicago Fire Open Cup game. And just all of a sudden this, like, wind just came out of nowhere. And it just kind of, like, movie. It was ridiculous. I think we won. 
I don't remember. But like, I don't know. I just remember that. It's just a weird memory. Um, but like going, like I went to Atlanta. Like I flew to Atlanta last year for the Open Cup game. Um, that was fun. Just the bus, miserable bus rides. But it's just still fun. I'd still do it all over again. This is yeah. just like such a great example of, I, I mean, your story of being like, yeah, I didn't know anyone, so I just started going to games, and then mm-hmm. to being so heavily involved and making so many friends and, like, having so much of, like, these lasting memories of away days, I just, both of you are, like, gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, yeah, not, like, not knowing anybody to then, like, having this whole family that I know of, like, no matter, like, I'm pretty close to my, like, my real, like, blood family, like I know if anything were to ever happen like I have so many people that I could turn to and just be like hey you know I need some help well in all of you know all of the plastics too you know we've extended outside of MLS and obviously you'll be entering MLS you know if you support the new team in the coming years you know we we want to we want to take you guys under our wings and like help you you know foster that community even in the interim as much as we possibly can Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Luligan ladies and the St. Luligans are a part of our plastics family, like without a single doubt. Nice. Um, anyway, this is getting a little too saccharine for my <laughs> bitch face. So, um, let's get a little petty. Let's get a little petty right now. Let's talk St. Louis City SC. Obviously, censor yourself is necessary, but what are your thoughts? What are your feels? For me, I was never, I have never been a big MLS fan. Call me a Euro snob. I don't know. I've been a Liverpool fan for 20 years. You know, never really, you know, I lived in St. Louis. I mean, I guess I lived in Kansas City for a little bit, but that just, they never got me into liking the MLS. Um, But I'm excited. I'm excited to have live soccer again. I'm excited to go to matches with my friends. I'm excited to, you know, drink and watch live soccer, so... You know, I might I put my deposit down with everybody else. I'll somehow find the money to pay for the season tickets. Malia, what about you? Do you have thoughts and feelings? I mean, I'm excited. Like I've I'm so I've gotten to know a couple of people in the um that work for the team. So um and I mean like outside of like the team and outside of like, you know, like they're just really down to earth people and they really, really, really want you know, just to make connections and stuff like that, too. Um, I mean, I'm excited. Like, it's, these colors are so different. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like completely. I, actually I like they went with pair, something cool and bold and weird. Yeah, I actually found a pair of, like, blue Adidas shoes. I was showing Karen today, and I'm like, I need these. And then Mike had mentioned, I showed them to Mike yesterday or two days ago, and he was like, yeah, he goes, are you going to get, um, like, hot pink shoelaces? And I didn't even think about it until he said that. And I'm like, okay, now I have to get these shoes. <laughs> you know, also, I kind of have this Adidas thing. I have, like, 26 pairs of Adidas shoes. <laughs> so, um, well, that's so, like, yeah, I said so, I like those pink shoes, and then Brad immediately sent me the link to those, oh, pink, yeah. those hot pink Adidas shoes. I'm yes. like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, lo- I love that y'all are already planning the outfits That's- yeah, I mean you know you got to um, 
I mean, it was the same day as ticket deposit day, and he was like, here's a link, and I'm like, I cannot spend any more money today. Didn't I say that? And I'm sitting here, sitting on trying to decide if I'm going to buy the, like, the, the um, away Aston Villa kit. I'm like, right. I can't buy anymore. Like, I'm like, my soccer closet is full of things that I can't, like, I shouldn't be buying anymore. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I'm going to be there. Like, I, so, the night before ticket deposits, went on on sale um <laughs> my dad was wondering like oh like you know how how does the standing support it and i'm like well i was like it's all standing and he's like so there's no seats there and i go no he goes well don't you want to sit down or something and i'm like no not really and <laughs> like he's alluding to he wants to like go to these games and and he's been to fc games um so he's kind of like hinting at the fact that he wants me to buy seats so that he can go to the <laughs> games too. And I'm just like, do you want me to get reserved seats? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, well, I go, this is, I go, you better be off in three years when the team, when the team plays so we can go to games. So yeah. So I ended up doing like one ticket and supporter and two <laughs> two seats so i'm hoping when the time comes that i can get them close enough together that i, <laughs> that I just thought i'm like dad you're really killing the whole like the whole luckily, plan ahead. luckily there's like plenty of time for planning so yeah. obviously the two of you are like pretty optimistic and just ready to support live soccer you know in st yeah. louis again uh do you feel like you know that's the general consensus of of the st louis fc community that they're just like you know what this is what we have. This is what the future is. Let's get on board. You know, how, how are, how is the general community feeling? I don't really know. I like know. everybody's kind of split. So, <laughs> okay. like, judging from like what I saw on like ticket deposit day, like everybody, yeah. um, everybody that I know that went to like St. Louis FC games, all mm -hmm. put a deposit down at least. I mean, who knows? Like, in two years when it's time to like you know pay for the season tickets so yeah that's going to happen but everybody seemed kind of positive about it yeah and then you have like all of those people who never came to an fc game who are all like oh mls those are the people i don't whatever <laughs> those are the ones i'm like where have you been the last five years like mm -hmm. we could have used you I actually had a question about that um, because one of those people is my older brother, who I love very much, <laughs> but have been yelling at for years to go mm -hmm. um, see an FC game and never did it, but has just put his deposit down. And mm -hmm. so I'm wondering, like, what kind of like energy and culture would you like to see carried over from FC to City? And like, what could someone who has been one of those people who didn't go see the team that you all had for, you know, five years. Mm -hmm. um, what can they do to start getting involved in the culture and, and not just kind of come try and erase the history that you all yeah. have made? If that's a fair question. I know it's a little bit low. No, yeah, and you don't have to be nice because I've been yelling at him too. We're not I mean, nice girls. It's a fair question. Like my own cousin was like, oh, that seems like fun. And then never once I could, I'm like, he wouldn't come. I'm like, I, you live down the street from the soccer park. Like, I will pay for your ticket. You don't have to pay to park. All of your alcohol will be free. Like, you like, you're the only member of my family that would come to a game. Like, 
and he just never would do it. I'm like, ugh. And then, but then he'd always ask me about like MLS stuff. And I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I mean, I would probably say like, just start, you know, when we have initiatives, start just helping, start learning. Yeah. Get involved. Um, Cause I mean, there's going to be, it's not just going to be us. I mean, there's going to be other supporters groups popping off. Um, and that's cool because like the more the merrier, I mean, like I said before, the Luligans were literally made of like seven or eight different um, supporters group, and we came in one. And I remember on our last, like, last game that we got to see live, um, I was saying to people, and I go, you know, when I'm like, we didn't get a warning about AC St. Louis and Athleta. Like, they didn't, they didn't tell us that they were canceling, like, literally that was the end of the season. Like, the women's team didn't even get to play their whole season. They literally were just like, you're stopping halfway through. This, we, we got to, we, so, you know, like we, we knew that it was going to happen um, and we could kind of prepare ourselves better. But I mean, I told people, I go, you know, we endured then. I mean, we're going to endure now. There's other teams in St. Louis to support during this time. So, I mean, we're always going to, there's always going to be a team to cheer for no matter what like st louis isn't can you shout some of them oh there's so can many. you shout some of those teams <laughs> um, that people... so like one of the so as many the, as you can okay so one of the teams and um i have to say Lindsay is probably one of the best people um mm-hmm. to have on your side she's the owner and she is the head coach of fire and ice soccer club um and that is out of um they play out of belleville illinois um, i cannot wait to go to those games i've never been to one I'm excited. Oh my gosh, they're so much fun. I know. So, like, so we try to coordinate, and we were trying to actually coordinate because there's a new women's team, and it's the St. Louis Lions, and these are the Lady Lions, and they play out of um, Cottleville. So they always have a derby. So like they play like home and away because they're in the same they're in the same conference, and we always laughed about that because I'm just like, oh my gosh, we could do these as our like Lady Luligan nights mm-hmm. where we go to each one of them you know, and, um, and just, like, cheer, because it's, like, women's soccer, and there's so many women's, like, younger teams, and they look up to them. I'm, like, Lindsay started an academy, so Fire Nice has an academy, um, so women play there. Uh, we have, um, there's Maritza, there's St. Louis Lions, there's Club Athletico, um, oh my gosh, who else, who else am I missing? Um, indoor, there's Ambush. Um, who else am I missing? That's who I grew up um, going to, going and watching games. Like, obviously, a Catholic school kid played soccer for a couple years, sucked at it, wasn't good enough for select, got into ballet <laughs> and equestrian stuff. Uh, hashtag so St. Louis. Um, but I grew up like my first my first introduction to soccer was going to St. Louis Ambush games as a kid, and mm-hmm. I did love it. I absolutely loved it. I like I went to a game this past season and it had been a while since I've actually been to an indoor game and I was like this is like I'm so used to outdoor and I'm so used to the field being (laughs) huge so when they're like banking it off the side I'm like this is so like like, I don't know what to do I'm like like, crazy going back and forth and stuff but um but yeah there's uh those teams 
Um, actually, so Maritza in um, Club Atletico actually play on Sunday um, in St. Charles. And I think there's a push for um, people to go out and support that because they're playing a friendly. So, so yeah. That's lots of, you know, that's a big to-do list for people that, you know, want to get into St. Louis soccer or want to fill the void that, you know, St. Louis FC will be leaving mm -hmm. until the MLS team exists. So and it's all, it's all over too. So it's not yeah. just like, it's like all different areas. Mm -hmm. You get the St. Charles crowd, you get Illinois crowd. So yeah. you know, hopefully that'll keep up the interest until 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk some some fun St. Louis stuff a little bit. So I know Catherine had a question for everybody. Yes, <laughs> this question is the most impossible question because my answer is both <laughs> toasted ravioli or Gus's pretzels. Both. <laughs> like there is, uh, there is no, like both. That's the answer. That's it. Like. Aaron, we are no longer friends. <laughs> I like both, but I probably have way more toaster ravioli than I do. Yes. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll take that answer too, considering yeah. I have a box still sitting on my desk. I, so. I even lived in Stuart and I don't think I ever like went to the actual physical gusses. <laughs> like that was right. probably two minutes away from my I used house. to drive from Maryville downtown to go. Get <laughs> like that's how bad my Jones was. Like, I mean, there, there, there was a guy who on Jameson would sit in the median and sell oh, yeah. pretzels. Like I'm, that guy's still there. Dude. He's still there. Dude. Yeah. Really I think he pretzels. had to stop because of COVID, but like yeah. he was there pre COVID. <laughs> Yeah. No, like there was a guy there like two weeks ago selling pretzels yeah. because I yep. was on my way somewhere and I'm like, huh, okay. Uh-huh. So hear me out. Hear me out on my controversial opinion. So while I am from St. Louis, you know, born and raised for 20 years, uh, both of my parents are from the East Coast. So I am a toasted ravioli queen. However, no one has better pretzels than Philly. I will throw hands. I will fight. I will duke it out. Philly pretzels are where it's at. I will not hear any slander, but definitely toasted ravs. And I've been trying to find the best toasted ravs in Chicago for the past decade that I've lived here. And honestly, I haven't. And the grossest part is in Chicago, they fill toasted or fried ravioli, as they like pathetically call Toasted ravioli. They fill it with nacho cheese. Or oh, disgusting. that's gross. Uh, that's, that's a blast right. for me. Yeah. No, it's uh, blasphemy. So I have a question that Alexis Guerreros of the Soccer Cooligans, the Cooligans, I don't know why I called them the Soccer Cooligans, <laughs> uh, did not ask me to ask you, but I would be remiss if I didn't. And that is, is Prevel cheese trash? <gasps> no. So there will be okay. no okay. emo slander on the okay. 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 So I will agree, like it's different on like melted versus like itself. Because I love Prevel cheese on salads. Mm -hmm. Um rope cheese, the rope Prevel. Yes. The best. Yeah. Yep. So I will eat that on salads all day, every day. Like I love it. I will eat it plain. I will eat it like straight. You can't cheese. eat you can't eat pizzas anyway. Okay, I know, I you have no opinion. You can't eat pizza. <laughs> I have like I have super I have super allergies. So um <laughs> like I'm pretty much allergic to everything. So yeah, so I can't eat pizza. 
<laughs> I mean, I do miss, I miss emos, but I understand the whole like weirdness of the cheese yeah. and protein and stuff. Like I get it. I get it. But like try Provel cheese on something else other than pizza and you'll like it. It's good in salads. I, uh-huh. I can stand by that. I already told, <laughs> I already told Karen and Malia because they're like, as soon as we can travel, we're visiting you. And I was like, my only like, my only stipulations are I need Cyberg's wing sauce, I need oh, yeah. emo salad dressing, and a few <laughs> tall boys a stag. We'll have the I'm biggest gonna... St. Louis care package for you. Don't oh, yeah. worry about I'm gonna, it. We're going to bring a trunk full of stuff. <laughs> can I get a Mama Lucia's? Okay. You can have whatever okay. you want. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get it there. Don't worry, Karen. Uh, we'll come to you, too. <laughs> good. I was, was going to say, most of my St. Louis-related like feelings are about food. Yo, Don't yeah. worry. We'll be like, hey, uh, so we're going to get in this car, and we'll be there like 14 hours. Cool. So just like a cat. We'll be good, okay? They can pick me up. They can drive the four and a half, you know, Three and a half to four. Oh, if you're speedy, super road trip right oh, there. Yeah, we'll meet up. We'll drive to Utah, and then Perfect. we will feast, watch Hallmark movies, and like play <laughs> movies, the lights. I love the plan. plan. It'll be the most epic like um, charity thing we could do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I like, love it. Like, we will <laughs> um. So my question, my question, rapid fire, favorite Nelly song. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think hot, hot in here, hot in her. <laughs> I do have to say, Air Force Ones is a close second because my friend is actually uh, in that video. So what? Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Catherine, <laughs> I was Dude, like, that's great. I love Nellyville because honestly, that sounds ideal right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, mine would be ride with me just cause like, That's a good one. I don't know, yeah. just driving around smoking weed with like someone you like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the perfect date. Like I want to, I want to take a ride with you, Nelly. <laughs> Meredith, can the, can the cover art for this episode be the picture of you and Nelly? I do have a picture of me as a young, awkward, like so young, white, awkward glasses, wearing, <laughs> uh, baby Meredith with a photo of Band-Aid era Nelly. Yes. Oh, yes. With all the bling uh, <laughs> from, from my late godmother's box at the Rams game. Um, <laughs> it is, it is a ridiculous hard. photo, but it is my most cherished object. And no one, like, I, I did the thing a while ago on Twitter where it was like, you know, name four celebrities that you met and one of them is a lie. Mm-hmm. And, like, Nelly, like Band-Aid era Nelly was definitely like one of them that I named, which I picture proof of. Right. And like yeah. no one thought that I had that I had actually met. <laughs> I don't think Nelly. I said anything because I knew I'm like, well, everybody's got a Nelly story if you're from St. Louis. So like I just assumed, <laughs> I literally just assumed I go, she's met Nelly. She's, she's from St. Louis. So like that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not hard. Uh, do we have any other St. Louis questions before we wrap it up, or do we cover the bases with Nelly? Uh, is St. Louis pizza trash? And uh, whatever the first question was, this has been so fun. I'm like Post my favorite from laughing. I know the only other one I could think of was like science museum or the children's museum or the city museum. Oh my gosh, uh, the science the science Halo center. Science center. Yeah. yeah. So I have so many memes like, there. So, so many memories. I, I yeah. Like, I have a thing with like 
So there's a thing at the city museum and this, I haven't been back, so I don't know if it's still there or not, but like there was a tunnel with like gloves and stuff. And I have like claustrophobia and like, <laughs> so, like I didn't realize the tunnel got like smaller and these things were just like literally there. And I'm like, Oh my God, get me out of this. And then you're like, really high up and I kind of have a thing with selective heights so like going through that and then coming on this platform that's really high up that also freaked me oh, out so, Jesus. Yeah, I yeah so I mean I'm still scared of clowns because of it when I was younger like and the only scene I saw in it was the kid getting sucked into the, the like sewer. and I'm still afraid of sewers I'm almost 39 I can't walk into a sewer like without having a panic attack. So, yeah. I mean, did you go to the city museum? If you like, if you didn't get hurt at the city museum, did oh you gosh. really did you go, go to the city the museum? museum? <laughs> uh, very St. Louis fact. So uh, the, the building that I lived in for like, you know, it was my mom's house uh, for the most of my time in St. Louis. Uh, Bob, the late creator, owner, um, I forget his last name at the moment. Mm -hmm. Apologies. But he actually uh, designed all of this, like, concrete art that was oh, um, oh. on my mom's, like, building in our townhouse and, you know, the CWE, mm -hmm. nice. yeah. which has now been made world famous by those fascist gun-toting lawyer assholes. Oh. I'm like, oh, hey, you want to know something about me? I grew up right around the corner from them. Like, oh, that's so all I have to say St. Louis. <laughs> so you grew up in the suburbs? <laughs> the city suburbs. Right, the city suburbs. <laughs> the urban suburbs. But yeah, I would I would say city museum. Also, I mean, I do love the art museum. If only, you know, the art museum of the world could uh, return the artifacts to rightful countries and peoples and, you know, stop with the colonial fucking or colonizing art stealing but um i i think the st louis art museum is beautiful and i've spent so many peaceful moments there um and i think it's very underrated in terms of art museums um that would be yeah. my pick which is like wild card but also i recommend anyone who enjoys microdosing to do so at the city museum because it's real fun <laughs> oh my god Catherine, what's yours i i was gonna go with the science center because i have like so many memories of like weird IMAX movies I've seen mm -hmm. there at Christmas time but uh <laughs> my uh my uncle was an architect on the uh city museum so I yeah. got to go there before it was open and I, there's like pictures of me do it like standing like this inside of the whale <laughs> which this is a podcast you guys can't see what I was doing but I looked like a total geek because I was like 10 so you are a geek, Jane. This is very true. All right. And with that geekiness, I think it's time to transition to our final segment. Right, Verda? Yes. Sweet. Okay. So final segment of our podcast, for those of you who haven't listened before and those of you who are our guests, um, we do a thing called can sit with us, can't sit with us because we're the plastics. And um, we name one thing that is making our life a living hell and one thing that's making our life a little bit better. So I'm going to go ahead and start with um, Meredith so that the last people we hear from are our illustrious guests. What do we want to do? Do we want to do bad or good first? Bad first. Yeah. Bad first. Okay. With the bad. Yeah. Who can't sit with us? <laughs> Who can't sit with us? All right, I'm going to make it a little personal because it is the St. Louis episode. My father. My father cannot sit with the plastics. Uh, 
And I hope that anyone in St. Louis who starts to pay attention to him, you know, when he's allowed to talk about sports again, uh, recognizes him for the soccer-dismissing bandwagoner that he is. You heard it here first. My dad cannot sit with me. Uh, who can sit with me uh, is my amazing mother, who I just did an article with, or an interview with, um, that's been published on the Beautiful Game Network. My mom had an amazing, groundbreaking career in Missile, uh, the major under soccer league, and really, really paved the way for women in soccer, not only professionally, but as supporters. So my mom can definitely sit with me and uh, check the article out. If you haven't yet, it is pinned to my Twitter profile and will be for a while. So my amazing mother can definitely sit with me. So Catherine? Article. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like, can I just give the same answer? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, okay, who can't sit with me? There's so many people, and I'm gonna try and keep this a little, like, less serious than, uh, we started out this episode. Who can't sit with me? Um, oh, okay, so, all right, now it's gonna be serious. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I work at a university, and we're back at school, and, um, we, uh, have students on campus, and we've had a huge spike in the county where, uh, I, work. And part of that is due to college students being college students. And I don't give them a pass for that because we're in the middle of a pandemic. They should know better. But a lot of it is due to the fact that uh, our politicians are just like, oh, yeah, but like, I challenge you to get the numbers lower. I'm not going to put in a mask mandate, but, um, you know, go ahead and try to not get COVID. Uh, and that's some bullshit. And I had to get a COVID test today, not because I've been exposed, but because they want us all to do it. And it hurts like fuck. It hurts so bad, you guys. Like, wear a mask oh. so I never have to do that again. Yeah, that does not look pleasant oh my God. whatsoever. I swore at the nice Mormon <laughs> who took my. Like, oh my God. I felt oh. so but yeah, who can sit with me though? Um, We've given a lot of shout outs as the plastics to our beautiful, wonderful friends who um, have started Operation Fierce Love to get plastics kits in the hands of queer black supporters. And um, I want to shout them out, but also I want to shout out uh, the Banter Pub podcast, which uh, a few of them are on. And I feel like we shout out the individuals who are on it a lot, but we don't shout out that podcast as a whole. And like, Every single week, they're spitting fucking fire. They're amazing. I love all of them, even though all they do is talk about how trash Tottenham is and how great Arsenal is. <laughs> it's a fantastic podcast. So um, once you're done listening to ours, you can listen to theirs. All right, Karen, who can sit with you? Who can't oh, sit with you? Who can't sit with me? I'm going to have to like back you with the no mask people. And then watching live in person, a friend of mine go into the fucking madness that is QAnon. Those people can just get away from me. Like, if you believe that shit, like, unfriend me. Don't just forget that we are friends. Like, I'm done. I can't do it. Like, it's, it's absolute madness. Uh, who can? Just everybody who's just trying to get through this. Just my friends, people I don't know, just like, just, I don't even know, like, you're having a hard time, just know that, like, you can always come to me, and, like, you know, 
Malia knows, like, you want to, you can talk bad to me about, you know, bad about me to me if you need to vent. Like, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I did send you a message because I thought it was perceived the wrong way. Right, you did, yeah. (laughs) You know, I just, uh, everyone who's just trying to do the right thing right now, like, we're just all trying to get through this together and just, you know, do what, you know, get back to what we want to do. All right, and Malia, who cannot sit with you? I'll probably have to jump on that bandwagon of (laughs) anti-maskers. Just because, like, I have health issues, like, I have respiratory and cardiac issues, um, and I, too, work at a university, like, I have, so it's kind of crazy, because, like, I have, like, a team of student workers, and they're always, like, literally, we're always talking about this, because we have a mandate on campus, um, but, I mean, I'm, like, wear a mask, I mean, like, think of your, like, other people, you never know what people are dealing with, um, so yeah, just wear a mask. I mean, it's not that bad. So I'm asthmatic. I get used to it. So if I can do it, you can do it. My little, if my friend's seven-year-old, like actually, no, take that back. He's eight. He's eight. If he can do it, like you can do it. It's fine. Um, and I have to say who can sit with us is probably, you know, like everybody who has supported FC, like in any entity, um, front office people that have, you know, like have left the, the, the club, um, players, you know, former players and stuff like that, like the fans. Um, cause like, this is a, it's really, it's, it's hard. Cause this is also hard considering like we're in COVID and dealing with this stuff and we can't have huge gatherings. So like a lot of us are missing a lot of people that we usually see on game day. Everybody has a table as a seat at the table. Um, when it comes to me and FC, you know, just supporting and stuff. And we will, we will, as the plastics and also your friends and, you know, fellow St. Louis bitches, we will, we will continue to support you until the bitter end. And, you know, in the future too, as you know, the MLS in St. Louis community progresses and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you guys need, you can always call upon us. And, you know, we're happy to see the next chapter, even if it is a bittersweet one. So um, I want to I want to thank you guys like so much for just um, being on and like obviously this went on super long um, <laughs> but there were just so many awesome awesome important things that you had to share so thank you so much for for letting us talk to you tonight hey, thanks you know for I know me. I know it's not easy this is yeah. fun <laughs> yeah it's <was> fun <laughs> thank you so much you can definitely sit with us. Duh. Yes. <laughs> and that goes to the rest of the Lillian ladies. But um, tell us, you know, tell us where we can find you both. Tell us where we can find, you know, SGs that you support. My Twitter is just STL Karen. Uh, it's my personal Twitter. Um, we have a Lillian lady Twitter. Uh, I think it's just Lillian ladies. And um, I help run the Liverpool supporters group here in St. Louis. If you really want to follow us. Uh, or O L S T S T L on Instagram. I'm janky girl. <laughs> so uh, that's such a long story on how I have that name and I probably should change it. Um, and that's, so that's my personal one. And then, um, I run the Twitter account for the Lady Luligans. Um, and I think it's, it's, hold on. Uh, it's Luligan ladies. Who else do we follow? Uh, we follow the Mingo ladies, um, a Ford of Madison, uh, we follow Lou City ladies um, from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 
who else? I can't think of who else we usually banter back and forth with. You guys. Everybody. Everybody. Anybody. We love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And Thanks. please go find them. They're amazing. And we'll see you next time. If you would like to sit with the plastics, you can email us at admin at sitwiththeplastics.com. Every few weeks, we'll be getting dolled up and talking soccer with supporters from around the league.